excuse me, just fiddling with a Gilbert there. <laughs> well, it's 6.30, and this is where we unfortunately have to lose half our audience, because there's a much better programme on another channel. <laughs> but to whet the appetites of those who are sticking with us, possibly you have rheumatoid arthritis and can't change channels easily. <laughs> anyway, next week sees the start of a brand-new drama series set in a sleepy Yorkshire village in 1929. I should say a Wednesday from the photograph. <laughs> it follows the fortunes of Pippa, a scatty, lovable, backstreet abortionist who causes a few raised eyebrows when it is discovered her parlour curtains haven't been lined. In this scene, Pippa, newly arrived in Brassingdale, has her first confrontation with Winnie Witherslack, proprietress of Witherslack's Bits and Doings. <laughs> Well, good morning. I'd like a dolly tub, a mangle, some great polish, a First World War butcher's bicycle, and a wrap-over penny, please. That'll be nine pence three farthings. <laughs> I'll send that round first thing in the morning. Thanks, ever so. You don't like me very much, do you, Weenie? Does I don't? Well, I don't like bad feeling. This is 1929, and there could be a war in ten years. <laughs> so what do you say to grudgingly coming round to my way of thinking and having a heart of gold under that formidable exterior? It's easy for you to say. Please be my friend. You could be in all the episodes, then. <laughs> hey, Pippa Tenbury. You may not be from Yorkshire, but you're just as boring as if you were. <laughs> we have the British premiere of the rarely performed Spanish opera by Leopoldo Gutierrez, Miseria en una lavanderia. I'm wasted here, really, aren't I? <laughs> Last week, I asked for a book with no sex, no drugs, no violence and no bad language. Yes. And you gave me this. Yes. Well, it was bloody boring. I'd like some filthy ones, please. <laughs> what's that, dear? It's tofu. Tofu, what's that? Soybean curd. What is it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's soya bean curd, ma'am. All oh, right. Uh, well, well, two, two tofus, then, dear, please. <laughs> and a cup of tea, ma'am. Oh, yeah, not half. Two teas, dear, please. Roadbush, lapsang, rose, hibble, chamomile. Uh, what, 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 what sort of tea do you fancy? And <laughs> um, then the, uh, the Rui Bosch or the lapsang? Up to you. Um, well, two lapsangs then, dear, please. Uh, one milky, one not quite so milky. <laughs> Soy milk, goat's milk or cows? What sort of milk do you want, then? <laughs> well, oh, oh, cows. Well, one, one with cows, dear, please, and, uh, and one with goats. The goat's over by the coat rack. Just milk as much as you need. Okay. <laughs> I get a Smarties, two donuts, and a Cornish pasty, and quick! <laughs> Well, I hope you all enjoyed your Sunday lunch and are feeling nice and relaxed. 
Don't snooze off just yet, though, because later on we've got another film classic. Made in 1961, it's in black and white. Oh, I don't like things in black and white. I just hate the fact that someone could walk in while you're watching a black and white film and they might think you can't afford colour. <laughs> I can never really enjoy anything in black and white. Here's a bit of it anyway. I won't watch. I'm going to nip out and see if anyone can mend the uh, dispenser in the ladies' powder room. <laughs> Not the soap dispenser. The other dispenser. I've never thought of myself as romantic, Frida, but you've got a cracking bust. I've got to go, Barry. I'm on first shift out the pit. Snog a bit longer and catch last bus. I can't. I'll give you a threat. It's not really. My mum's being buried tomorrow and I've got to make sandwiches. Just a bit longer. I haven't finished unbuttoning your cardigan yet. I'm night mood. What's up, love? do you think? Oh, no. How did it happen? You know flicking well how it happened. But we were dead careful. Not careful enough, Barry. Did you try gin? Yes. And hot baths? Yes, shut up, it's no good. What am I going to tell me, ma'am? You just have to tell the truth. The whip it got wet, caught cold and died. <laughs> Handicrafts. I said, no point dumping it all in, ladies. It's a well-known fat raffia don't flush. <laughs> don't want no more pignorant pillocks barging in from judo. Right. Life. L-I-I-C. What is it? What you make it. It is what you make it. God can give you cardboard, but it's up to you to save up for Stanley Knife. Am I right? <laughs> Not wrong. If life gets on top of you, what do you do? Bite his ears off. Bite his ears off. Yes, you don't give in. You don't give up. If you want to be trodden on, right welcome on your ass, but don't come here. <laughs> I'm a fighter. All as I've been, all as will be. And I'm going to teach you boys to fight back. Right. Dennis, get that face up. This is God's good anagalypta. Get looking at it. Too spotty. Spotty? Do you think I've never been spotty? I've had craters big enough to hold a Tupperware party in. <laughs> I've had a back like a red van like box. I've had spots so big, I couldn't burst them. They had to be detonated in a controlled explosion. <laughs> Did you pluck up? Did you propose? Well, I remember what you said, that loots don't matter, and at least with a face like mine, it wouldn't have all the pressures of being a top male, male model. model. yeah. <laughs> well, she still said no. Now, Dennis, after this class is over, I want you to get over there, put tinsel round your private parts, <laughs> let's stick them through the letterbox and say, hey, up, Sandra, this is what you're missing, Chuck. Will you do that? Yeah. <laughs> OK, right, now, Vaughn. Stand up for me, Vaughn, will you, please? Now, Vaughn has been coming to me now for quite some fortnights, haven't you, Vaughn? He come here 
No, he crawled it. Well, you wet yourself, to be frank, didn't you, Vaughan? That's still a bit of a niff in the rush bottom. <laughs> he had personality problems, he had marital worries, he had trouble at work, he had mouth ulcers and he couldn't pronounce Bongila. In fact, <laughs> you were butter but bloody chip pan, weren't you, Vaughan? I was, no two ways. And so, Vaughan, would you like to tell me and Dennis and Michael and Gonzo what exactly happened when you awoke this morning? I got up to find that my wife had prepared two fried eggs which, as you know, lurk in my guts. So instead of concealing them in my car coat pocket, as per usual, I applied them to the inside of my wife's bra slip, affording her not inconsiderable singeing to the bust region. When she pointed this out, I replied that it was of little interest to me since we had not had intimacy since the power cuts of 1971. <laughs> and even on that occasion, I could recollect no satisfactory conclusion. This is heartwarming stuff, Vaughan. Go on. I asked my boss for a rise. On his refusal, I removed his clothing and filed him under B for birthday suit. <laughs> Go on. I have lost my job. I face several charges of manslaughter. In fact, there are two plainclothes policemen waiting in the corridor. You have totally ruined my life. And I now feel able to tell you that you are deeply unattractive with all the sexual allure of K-pop. <laughs> and I now feel obliged to kill you, or at the very least, badly maim you. Only next time, tweak me nose hairs and then throw me through a window. OK, everybody, take five. 